Talks with the awesome people of Paradise RPG and Discount Dungeons. Hi! Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what? As usual, I'll start with a little bit about what we do here with TTRPG Talks. And what that is, is a little get-together of everybody, different people every time from the community of TTRPG, whether that's knowing each other through Twitter or anywhere else that we kind of run across people. And we bring everybody together to try to get some really interesting and fun conversations going. Everything TTRPG, also a little bit behind the scenes of the podcast or stream, depending on what they do, and it's all a really fun time. So, to start us off, I will say hello. I am Syrup from Waffles Maple Syrup, and I'll try to learn from last time, and instead of saying half a person, I am half of the partnership that makes only half a person. We were like, and I am a person? Uh, What's the other half? um, (laughs) We don't talk about it. But no, yes, I am... God, no. I'm a player on Waffles Maple Syrup. I am half of the partnership that made it. And we are excited to get everybody on here today. Waffles? I am Waffles. I'm the GM, the audio editor. I'm still a (laughs) co-person. I still claim that title. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so we'll go ahead and start Which off one's with the better half? Uh, Vera, you want to kick us off? Yes! Hi! Um, so I'm Vero of Discount Dungeons. If you have listened to our podcast, the very first thing that happens when you meet me in episode one is I'm wearing a Spider-Man hoodie, and you can hear the other players being like, oh, what the fuck? So, hi! That's your first impression of me. This would be our DM, Chris. I am the mind behind the chaos and the slowly dying soul as they derail my very serious <laughs> moments. He's that trying perfect to do for this very gyms. serious game, <laughs> and he got all his players on discount. Yep, that is unfortunately very accurate. But yeah, I've been DMing the group for going on two years. We've been recording this for about half a year. It's been a pretty crazy journey so far. Exciting. And on the Paradise side, whoever wants to. Yeah, I'll go first. Hi, everybody. I'm Shannon. I play Scarlet over on Paradise RPG. You can find us everywhere. We're on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, podcast locations. We have a merch shop now, which is super awesome. I got an email today saying my shirt shipped, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, um, that is so exciting. Yeah, Ooh. and this is, I don't know where you're above me, so this is my awesome... <laughs> co-star alex hi hi <laughs> hi my name is alex i play timber on the paradise rpg stream i'm the producer for paradise rpg and shannon plugged away so i don't i don't need to do <laughs> shannon, does the plug- of time. <laughs> shannon does the plugging i don't uh, <laughs> I just um, want to play D&D. <laughs> <laughs> and to that sounds accurate to our group. be talking about everything you guys have in the works and all sorts of stuff. We're very excited to hear anything you're willing and or legally able to say. <laughs> yes. But on that note, that was us as individuals, but, you know, all of us clearly are here from something. For us, it's Waffles Maple Syrup. We have Discount Dungeons. We have Paradise RPG. So I would love to hear a little bit about what you know your campaign what a general 
what it's about, uh, anything you want to give about that. I mean, my campaign, wanna... we're not really allowed to discuss because COVID, <laughs> but, but. I, we started out with a pseudo grim dark because that's my preference. I like the nitty gritty. I came from 2E where character death was everything. You Level one, you die. Level two, you die. Level three, you die. Level four, you maybe got to keep your character. <laughs> Which means so you I play wanna... D&D 5E, just to clarify. Yeah, I, we currently play 5E. I grew up on 2E. I've been playing for 16 years. So I kind of wanted to bring my love of 2E to 5E, and we went with a little bit of a darker tone, which my players have managed to undermine at almost every turn, much to, I think, the enjoyment of everyone who <laughs> listens to our content. Um, I know the first few episodes, they were literally keeping track of how many times they made me facepalm or like do something where I'm just like, Ding. Oh. <laughs> we haven't done that in a while, but then again, you know, it's because where we usually play at the table, all of us meet in person, which is really cool because a lot of games are done online because this is a, you know, wide world. So there's just something special about sitting at the table like a bunch of friends and rolling our dice. But <laughs> there's kind of a good thing because it means that when I do something really stupid or annoying, they can't strangle me instantly. I mean, Megan Cat, she's next to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that far away from her. She beats me. Especially uh, after context, the last session. Context. <laughs> <laughs> no, she beats me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, hey, yeah. Paradise. Yeah. So Alex and I know each other from our home campaign that we've played for almost two years now. It'll be two years in June. And Sean DMs for us over there too. Paradise started after, it was like two o'clock in the morning after one of our home campaign sessions. Alex was dead asleep because Alex can't stay up past 10 o'clock. And <laughs> Sean and I were just like, you know what? Let's stream. And we told Alex the next day when he woke up and he was like, yeah, I'm game. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. And yeah, we've been going strong since October. And Alex, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about the story or anything you want to add there. Yeah, I could I could talk a little bit about the story without giving too much. So uh, the way Sean has it planned out is is our home campaign, which is what Shannon and I started with, is what Sean started building. So he started with this home campaign, and then he's like, when we developed this idea for a stream campaign. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to use some sort of idea. He spent so much time and effort into this, into this world. Like he has pages upon pages about races and, and gods and the whole politics of everything in the world. And that it's happened over, I don't know how many years, but so many. it's so immaculate. And so since he put so much effort in it, why not like show the world what he's done? <laughs> so, so he decided that um, instead of the same continent, he's going to have it on a different continent. And that's where the stream campaign happens. Really cool. That's yeah, really it's... Cool. It, we are yeah. so spoiled. We are very <laughs> so spoiled. So spoiled. Like, I love homebrew stuff. I, I, I absolutely love it. It just adds a layer of personal and, and especially when, you know, your, your DMs do such a good job of integrating it into the world. It's so great. It's yes, so great. I yeah. love it. So going on to having having tons and tons of pages of information, I actually, the, the world that we're playing in is something I homebrewed from a single city. Oh, wow. I thought, like, yeah, I totally have enough to, like, to, to stream this and all that. No, 
No, I don't. I am flying <laughs> by the seat of my pants every step of the way. And I'm and always harassing him. I'm always harassing him for like notes. What's the name of this person? How do you spell that? You know, what's this thing like? I'm, I'm just always like, tell me more. And he's like, Shh, I didn't think of that. You know, how do you spell this guy's, this NPC's name? And he's just yeah. like, However you spell it, that um, is now the official spelling. Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> really yeah. dyslexic, yeah. so asking me to spell is like asking me to run a mile. It's just me. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. And so you'll see like little hints of that throughout because we'll change things. For example, one of our coolest NPCs is Domine. Originally, when she's introduced, she's introduced as Domine, uh, and her name is B-O-M-I-N-E. But I kept hearing it and reading in my head as Domine. So I kept calling her that, and now <laughs> her name is Domine. So if yeah. you hear, like, first episode... Because she confused me so much, I just gave it and made her away. <laughs> that's who they are and That just keeps <laughs> happening. We have certain things that, like, are introduced or spelled one way when we start, but then, like, everybody keeps switching it up. Like, Skizix, the goblin in our campaign, is sometimes Kixis. And, and, and it's just, we keep misspelling and switching things up, and it's just horribly on brand for us being I think we, I think we definitely do the same thing as well to poor Waffles' NPCs. And speaking <laughs> of homebrew, we do, we play Pathfinder actually. Um, oh, nice. Both of our campaigns that we stream are Pathfinder 2E, but the the flagship, as I like to call it, is mm. the uh, homebrew. And he has cool. a really, I, Waffles, tell. Speak. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so... We're all 5e players, like very long, like I'm a long time DM like Chris over here. Like I probably started playing around 14, didn't get to play for a while. So I, yeah. then I like ran my first game probably around like 19. D&D the whole way, picked up 5e. We played a lot of 5e, our whole group. And then Pathfinder 2e was coming out. And at that time I was listening to Glass Cannon podcast. I was getting super interested into Pathfinder. And so I brought up this idea to switch us all over to Pathfinder. But I knew 80% of them would want to play everything right off the bat. I mean, it's new. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, they're going to get bored with this. This isn't going to work out how they want to. So I came up with the idea of a time travel campaign. And basically, Whoa. the idea cool. is every time... So the world ended. There's seven continents. The world ended due to seven different calamities, a different one on each continent. Technically, we and only know six continents. You know that one. You know that one's completely disappeared. But basically, every time they jump back into the past, they load in as another character, and so they can decide what class they are, what race they are. They can be the same person. There's there's goods and bads to each situation. But that's uh, really that's our time has passed campaign. As that's a really so cool. latest jump, I am now the only one that has stayed the same. Oh really? <laughs> And she is the now, only one that has all the memories. Do you all, like, keep your memories? Well, so he or... actually played up into yeah. that because, you know, at first we, it was only, like, one jump. And so when we came back, we were like, okay, well, how much do we remember? Or, like, how clear is it or whatever? And eventually, as we were making more jumps, things were getting more and more confusing. And he played up the fact that people kept changing their characters, except for me. And then now the one other person is no longer. But... We are the ones that were able to keep our memory because we stayed into the same character. And then the more you change yourself, the harder it is to remember, like, the different people you were. 
So that's that's it's really cool. Some, yeah, it's opened up some super interesting avenues. Like yeah. they knew they were going to the continent that was ruined by undead, so they were like, "All right, let's let's grab a cleric, let's get a bunch of power divine games, spells." So to speak. Yeah, basically, <laughs> they get to actually talk about power gaming with each other before they jump back meta. into the past. It's in it, 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 it Technically, it isn't. You know that's. <laughs> But so way he, cool he that you makes have... it like balanced in that way. Like we can power game, quote unquote, to do that world, but then we risk losing certain things as well. So I like that. That's really cool that you have like a plot reason and a story reason for that. When in our game, it's just we're dumb <laughs> and we don't write notes, or we I still don't write notes. Lose our notes. It used to be really like good I've been trying. Notes. I've been trying to write notes, but I left my notebook at his place before everything had happened. Oh. And so I'm trying to take new notes. But even though I take notes, I'm still stupid. So <laughs> You're not stupid, I, I forget things. And, and, and he, he, he'd he be like, you, you wrote notes. And I'm like, I don't remember them. So yeah, uh, I like that you guys have a plot reason to yeah. remember sort or forget. Of. I'm the character that's supposed yeah. to remember everything, and I have the worst <laughs> memory, like, as a person. Oh. <laughs> I, so it's perfect. It, yeah, it's great. I literally will be like, hi, introduced to this NPC. Three minutes later, we're talking about them, and I'll be like, and that yeah. dude. <laughs> I have yes. literally had us, you know, in-game, in we switched sessions. It was the next, it was the next session. And at the end of our last session, we met up with the person we're staying at. We're at our contact, right? So next session, we're talking to this person we rescued. And we were like, we should take him to so-and-so. And And everybody's like, you mean so-and-so who's right there because we're in so-and-so's place? (laughs) And I'm like, I forgot, you know, but everybody's like playing it up. It's like, do you just not have object permeance? And I'm like, listen, it was a week ago. Me IRL. Oh, hey, look, a duck. Like, it's not. (laughs) But I will say, though, that in character, you know, we're trying to find ways to keep notes. But you guys mentioned talking about playing together around the table and things like that. We were from the get go a online group. Technically, none of us have ever met in person. Uh, We started online in a text-based campaign on Discord, we would, like, play by post as well as do, like, live sessions every oh, I love once that. in a while. And that's, that's how cool. we met. That's how I met Waffles, actually, um, in that campaign. That's so cool. And he was Aww. a player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so he was a player, and then, like, one of our players in this campaign was the DM of that one. And we were, like, mixing and matching. We pulled some people from there, and we kind of started going all over the place and we made this one that waffles gm'd into the pathfinder thing um oh and we didn't mention the other campaign that we do is a extinction curse which is one of the it's the first written ap for pathfinder 2e right no it's the first major one they did yeah they wrote like the fall of plague stone but i think you go to like level five or six there Gotcha. So that was his first attempt at running an actual one. Everything else he's ever done is homebrew. <laughs> That's awesome. That's um, awesome. How, how did you guys like play by post? Discord. Dice bots as well in, in Discord um, for rolling. But we would have our character sheets on roll 20 and we would because like you said, we, we did do the sessions 
in person unless there was like little things that we needed to do in text so mm-hmm. we could roll but it was he was really good part of half the time that i was in there i was in israel so he worked around my time difference and everything so Carrick was really great about that we like the main events we would do as a session and then like the rp between the characters as we go and do different things would be through text uh, cool yeah no i can say that makes sense cuts out some of like the players feeling like they're being kind of left in the sidelines as two people do their own thing makes sense yep and it yep. was it was set up to be a lot uh, like rather west marchies as in like mm-hmm. we all started in a very very small town that wanted to build up so there's a lot of downtime stuff that you could do like you mm-hmm. start a school start a start this make a shop that kind of stuff Mm-hmm. That's really it cool. sounds like something I would have a lot of fun doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it, I'm it not gonna lie. I am to explore like different avenues of like D and D and role playing and things like that for sure. Mm-hmm. Also, what I love about I started with play by post, and I, what I love about play by post is the removal of metagaming. Yeah, I I thought it's it really like no matter how much people are saying like oh yeah we're not gonna metagame this, there's always <laughs> a little bit. A meta game oh, that happened. Bit. It's hard to separate <laughs> your knowledge from it's your character from your character's knowledge. knowledge. Yeah. For sure. It's- Good players will always, you know, divide the line, but there's always a little part of you that's like, I, I, as Alex, won't do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know uh, if I do this, I'm gonna yeah. die. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's something like that. But even like, for example, like perception checks, you know, every DM asks for them when you walk down a the hallway or you know and you walk into that trap but once somebody hears or sees that trap when you're in person or you're talking everybody knows about it Are you but sad? in play by post only one person knows about it yeah. if they only roll the perception for it well do you mean like in terms of maps like when you're playing in a campaign or do you mean like in dms like the the dm might the DM might DM you. Uh, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I'm... Yeah, yeah. The DM will DM you if you if you succeeded on the perception check. And then it, yeah, everybody cool. else just goes about their day. They don't Another know. Another version of that's that awesome. that I absolutely loved that our non-magical players absolutely hated it. It was hilarious. The message spell. We oh, do yeah. that in complete <laughs> yes. private if you wanted. That's I mean, really you don't have cool. to, but like, you can yeah. play out. So when him and his and I's, his, I don't know grammar, his and I's <laughs> character first met, it was like really hilarious because it, he he was a wizard, and we immediately like were having a conversation in front of a third person who zero magic ability, and we were like half messaging each other throughout it. And so we would tastefully, like, RP in the description that he saw, that we were, like, looking at each other, and, like, kind of points at him or whatever, and you see your lips moving, or, like, you try to RP what they would see if somebody really were to, like, cast a message spell in front of you without the context of what they were saying. And it added a really cool layer. That sounds a fun challenge. Yeah, it was really fun. You guys are making me want a game like that. Like, hey, someone hit me up. I want to do that. That sounds you drive me insane on so many join. levels. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, on the DM so side, it's like, it, it adds, it stacks papers yeah. of work. <laughs> I'm just saying, from like, a reading standpoint, I'm, unless I know the person like intimately, I'm not good at picking up on tone and writing. 
Mm-hmm. Right. That would just be yeah. it would fair. just be words. It would have no meaning to me. <laughs> I mean, we we try to work around that as well. Like even even if you're saying like, you know, you're particularly bad necessarily like picking up that input. In the end no one can really you can write in quotation marks and nobody knows what you're doing. So you yeah, right. make a point to say like she shifts uncomfortably on her feet and says it super quickly or something like that. Like you try to show the discomfort or the whatever emotion yeah. with it, it, outside it, it, of it, it in quotation marks. Comes uh, a part of the writing process. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. To kind of to kind of hit on something Alex was saying earlier that I suggest if you have any interest to try it, even bring it over to D and D or whatever. Uh, Pathfinder Two E. You're talking about the traps and stuff. So Pathfinder Two mm-hmm. E incorporated this thing called secret rolls and i personally love them so most recall knowledges perceptions for traps and stuff like that the dm rolls for you with your modifier and it's it's very it's very useful on things like diplomacy or recall knowledge when you can give them false information to me like insight as well is huge because it's really hard we talked about not metagaming, but everybody does a little bit. It's There's so a, impossible not to. It's, it's basically <laughs> yeah. impossible. If, if you roll a nat one on your insight check, and then half the time the DM doesn't even tell you what you think or what you do, you're immediately like, well, clearly don't know that, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But it gives this whole other side of the coin to be like, you think this, and you have to actually believe them. Because you don't know that you rolled yeah. a nat one or not. Yeah, it's actually very much like one uh, e yeah. and two e, where the DM did ninety percent of the rolls. Yeah, uh, uh, I've done it a little differently with my players now, as I basically I let them roll everything. I don't want to take dice out of their hands, mm-hmm. but I it's open for me to roll at any time I want and not even look at the roll. Just be like, I'm rolling for this one, and even though they're still rolling in the chat. Like that, it doesn't matter if they got a nat twenty and I got a nat one, anything like that. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I really, liked, I really like that. Yeah. I would, I would might even recommend that to Sean. I'm mean, like, hey, <laughs> it, t- it takes some trust, but man, it makes yeah. the yeah. game so much more fun. There, Sean and I were recently playing um, with Earth's Embers uh, for season two of their podcast, and uh, our DM for that game was rolling our death saves. And the way he would tell us if we succeeded or failed is he gave us something to play off of. Like there was, if you failed, you take a step closer to whatever the afterlife is for your character. And then if you succeeded, you like could hear the battle or whatever that was still going on where you just left. And I thought that was such a cool mechanic. And you didn't use the words, you fail, you succeeded. Like you had to infer it from the story, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it was really nice. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I like it. Oh man, Uh, I really want to do one of those play by post (laughs) ones now. You guys got me being like, it's a it's a lot of work on uh, Chris's part. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, not, not just for She is without me. Like, the grammatical problems in my writing would just derail it for her. I know that for a Shouting out to all those later. people in the community. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, Shouting out to the community. Finger, hey. point the person. Someone DM me. <laughs> we got ah. you. We have one running right now. We'll, we'll hit you up. <laughs> See, I like I said earlier. Uh, I don't remember if I said it on the recording or before recording, but I recently moved cross country, and that's when I met 
the discount crew. But where I used to live, I had like five different games. Like I, I all my friends and I, we were all nerds. You know, I had mm-hmm. Werewolf, The Apocalypse. I've done a little bit of Masquerade. We ran some Big Eyes, Small Mouth, which is a system based off anime that is extremely customizable. So you can play anything from Dragon Ball Z to Gundam to uh, Kingdom Hearts. You know, you said the name, uh, then you said anime, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> big Eyes, Small Mouth. You know, so we we had all these games, you know, and at one point I was just being like five different games, sometimes same group, sometimes half of the group because everybody works. Some people could play on this day because of their day off. Some people could play on this day. And so I loved it. Okay, I I loved juggling five different games. I love gaming. So I moved here and God bless the discount crew because I would be suffering so much tabletop withdrawal if they hadn't embraced me into into the crew but an accurate description <laughs> i i'm still i, I i'm still like a, a a drug addict that's been weaned you know i can only have one one hit a week uh and, no, i feel and, and you so, on that I'm, when i was in Israel, you're painting such a lovely nothing. picture of us vero <laughs> I, I, i'm just I like need it. i need my things <laughs> So all this like tabletop stuff and getting to know the community and all that, I'm I'm just like, someone, please hit me up. I need more games. We don't endorse oh drugs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't hate it. No, no, around the alley. This guy does not approve Only this message. <laughs> does not approve this message. Oh, no goodness. Uh, we're trying to keep the image of our brand. Someone's gonna like exactly. <laughs> clip just that with no context. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. but, but no, I'm I feel so sorry, you. But... Uh, no, no, you're fine. In withdrawal and that kind of joking around, I felt that. I was in Israel. My family is there and it's, you know, I had like, I knew people and it wasn't like I was going to somewhere completely alone, but I didn't have that circle that I had built, you know, back in New Jersey. And so it was, I needed it. <laughs> There's no, like, it really, it's, it's, it's a type it's, of community. Yeah. It's a type of brain exercise, if you ask me, like, it's a creativity exercise. And yeah. I am a creative person. I need that outlet. I draw and I play D and D. You know what I mean? Like that's what it is. It's it's very fulfilling, you know. Mm -hmm. And and there's something different from creating by yourself, like drawing and things like that. And it's kind of like a vacuum, and it's not as fulfilling as sharing and building things together, because that's essentially what D and D is. Everyone writing, you know. And and, and, it's the most accurate description for uh, for any tabletop, really. Like I mean, yeah. Well, the one that uh, the discount crew has played the most outside of D&D is a thing called Dread. Which yeah, is, Dread. You take a tower of Jenga, you have a game yeah, master, and you have to pull out of the Jenga tower. And when that tower falls, your character dies. Yep. Oh, like, my. That's the, the, that's the only <laughs> mechanic the first one in the game oh, is... <laughs> well, the first time we like played it... Fun. The first yeah. time we played it, Patch ran it for us. Because uh-huh. he'd run it back for me in college. We've known each other. 10, 11 years now. Oh, um, awesome. He was my best man at my wedding, and I was his Aww. best man. We, we like, we're like blood brothers now, and they're just separating us. <laughs> um, but the first time we played it, like, he had this, like, Lovecraftian, alien, Marines mix. And he's like, they're going to die like, in the first 10 minutes. We literally had half 
of the tower down to a single block. Oh my and god. And no one had died. Oh my god. And he was he was just like, I didn't know I was gonna be playing with Jenga Masters. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So frustrating. One session yeah, like, this spread fine. out into like two two, I think. Was it two or three? It was two it just because stretch then stretch and bump the tape. Oh, so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. And it, it was great. We took some pictures of just like this tower that had like one or two blocks and it was really, it, it's really cool because the character sheet, you don't even really need a sheet, to be honest. You just have, like, your character name and the story. You know, there's no stats or anything. What do you want to do? Well, I want my character to, like, grab them and pull them out of the way. All right. Draw. Draw from the tower. And so the more difficult the thing you want to do is, the more pulls the DM or the, the GM would have you do. And you could choose to fail by not pulling but you won't die you so, only okay, so die there's that, there's that if the tower falls without yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can always if abort if something trust. bad happens yeah but yeah you don't you guys, die you guys like long rest to to put you got the tower that's it <laughs> yeah, like, and then every time the tower? the tower falls and a character <laughs> dies and you set the tower back up again you remove like three or four three blocks, blocks, so the tower has less I love each time. How and if people get with making like collaborative storytelling interesting in, in a different way. You know what I mean? Like, we talk about how we run a Pathfinder campaign, Pathfinder 2E campaign, and you guys have D&D, and you know, then we talk about fate and things like that, but then there's like every level of this that someone has created to incorporate all sorts of stuff, and I absolutely it, love that. It's great. All you need is a Jenga tower, and you can play a game. <laughs> yeah, it is it is hilarious, because the, the theme behind the tower is it represents, like, the stability and sanity of the world slowly decaying. I love yeah. it. Yeah. We gotta get um, a paradise screw It works it. so well, because you dread. Like, everybody <laughs> is watching the tower. Nobody is touching the table. Yeah, Everyone's holding their breath. It because you're Everyone there. becomes a ma- About 15 minutes in, everyone becomes a master thief picking a lock and just going, no, not that one. Not that <laughs> one. This one. Yeah, yeah, okay. And Dread is just the perfect name for it. Yeah. So if you ever, oh, yeah. uh, ever want to play like, you know, hey, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Although Pull if you plan on streaming it, I do recommend you keep the mics very far away from the tower, because when oh, that yeah, falls, it gets loud. Ooh, I bet, yeah. It's a good <laughs> But it's also very visceral, because you're all like, yeah. <laughs> and then it crashes, and you're like, ah! You'll have yep. some quiet yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple questions. So, okay. um, oh. from Chance. Read those questions. What's been your biggest facepalm moment another player oh in your game God. has caused we just talked about facepalms oh, i think i, I think so uh certain I, I discount think dungeons group need to take I'm that away look- <laughs> okay um the biggest <laughs> facepalm moment i think happens in episode three and it's one that we kind of ragged on vero she picked up a cursed flail and nearly killed a party <laughs> member and then nearly killed herself Nice. I, <laughs> I was just short two hit points. One Vero, one. I rolled one. the damage, and it was 90-something from one critical hit. And she I, I was one point away from being dead-dead, instantly dead, no death saves. So, um, dead, dead. 
did, did can you describe the flail? Like, did she just flail it about? <laughs> so they were fighting everybody. Like, uncontrollable. The curse. Yeah, like they were fighting. This is great. Knolls. And the gnolls were essentially trying to devour everyone in the city. They're Regular running gnolls. people through a teleportation Regular circle, gnolls. fighting the last line of defense. Yes. And <laughs> the Flynn finally shows up. The thing has been teased for like four sessions at this point because our first two didn't count because of audio issues. So this thing finally comes in and it's wrecking through the party. And eventually they manage to kill it. And it's Flail, which has these inky tendrils, these three red eyed glowing skulls. Falls to the ground. Which we have an excellent illustration of, by the way. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, done by our lovely artist, Megan. Uh, but it falls to the ground, and all the gnolls instantly go towards it to try claiming power over the band. And Anna goes, oh, and does the same thing, but it's closer. But it's directly this- connected to Yolganeth. So, momentarily, it possesses her. This comes from the player thinking, okay... You know, maybe this could be like a status symbol. Maybe if I take the flail, I'm the leader of the gnolls, you know? And obviously it was curse, you know? But I, as a player, thought, hey, maybe I can do this. And then there's a little bit of metagaming where I was like, you know, I have a really high wisdom. So if it is cursed, you know, um, maybe I can resist it, whatever. But mainly the reason I grabbed it was because I thought, you know, maybe it would be a status symbol and we all won't be TKO'd because we were still surrounded. We may have killed the big big bad, but we still had all his, you know, underlings. And I think I rolled like a two you rolled a natural on one. my wisdom save. Oh, natural, natural one, one on my wisdom save. I have so, wisdom. Um, this will be fine. <laughs> yeah, one. Yes. So I was 100% I'm consumed. I'm wise. No, I'm not. I was 100% consumed. And so, so a two deck. Patch's character is bleeding out on the ground, and her eyes go black and just hate him. And you should have seen Patrick's face. He was like, oh, I bet. like white knuckles gripping my table. Oh, and when he had to roll for his death save, he was like, everybody look away. And we did, too. All of us sitting at the table, we looked away. And he rolls, and all we hear is Patch just take a deep breath. And sigh. And we are all <laughs> convinced he just died. He he survived it. You know? Obviously we're now on like episode <laughs> 10. Spoilers. But. Right. Oh my god. And um, then so the next one was, you know, I was gonna roll to flail him, but I managed to, by the by the dice gods, roll just enough to resist it. And so before, you know, I, I brought the flail down on a two deck, I resisted it kind of you know, I kind of tweak the thing and the flail, I kind of bash myself with it, you know, because that's the kind of person Anna is. She would <laughs> herself to help others. So I managed to, like, tweak it and crit myself. Wow, so you basically rolled a nat 1 and then a nat 20. You gotta keep that balance. You gotta keep that balance. Exactly. The dice and demand. so <laughs> I almost, like, one hit KO'd myself. Nice. That was probably my biggest moment. So, like, there's no way this I killed. Like, I had a plan, so there's no way they were going to die. I had the out. I had everything ready. I was good. <laughs> everything was perfect. And then she picks up the flail. I'm just like, yeah. yes. <laughs> there's the face pump. <laughs> yeah. And this is a wonderful example of our DM, you know, writing this excellent 
world building story. He's great at the session. And then, you know, this discount player that he introduced is just like, I see those rails and I'm going this way. (laughs) (laughs) A really quick uh, reference, something we talked about earlier about uh, death saves, but another aspect of the uh, play by post is that we keep those separate. Uh, We keep those private. Uh, Actually, I guess that's available on Roll20 as well. But basically, you know, we keep it very much what your character sees. So if you know a party member goes down, well, if they're over there on the battlefield, you really can't tell right now if they're breathing or not. <laughs> so yeah, it just can't adds tell, that you know, where their saves are. Right? Really you don't like know how that. close yeah. or far away from death that your comrade is. I will... I have a, a facepalm moment that I'm going to attempt to explain it is the culmination of a very long campaign the campaign's uh season i will say that i met waffles in it was in the big finale episode which we played until like four or five in the morning because it was like that 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 last one i know that mood and one of the things as well, again, play by post, is a lot of the intense RP that was like culminating into that moment. We've had like different characters talking to each other about the possible outcomes and things that are going to have to happen here. And me worrying that his character is going to sacrifice himself at the very end because I know him. He's going to do it, even though like I'm like, you're not allowed. But like, <laughs> like all this stuff and everyone's having these moments. And then it's time for the actual session and things are happening happening and we're like in the air on this giant freaking the chain breaker and like everything is going down and it's this last moment and the ritual has to be completed for anything to happen but we have two rituals to choose from one i feel like i'm gonna ruin like the whole campaign (laughs) (laughs) i mean that one's not suffering right when you get to the end game but i'm gonna make it into a book but anyways (laughs) So, one is a self-sacrifice of one of the players that has, you know, and it could be anybody, but it had to be a self-sacrifice from someone who completes this ritual. And the other hand of the ritual is a potential cop-out version, but with very deep unknown repercussions to like like we know part repercussions and we know that it's gonna extend a lot further than that Mm -hmm. it was a very hefty like choice to make but we had already decided what would happen like in text we like all talked it out to a point where we're like we can't like for the future of everybody involved in this world it's gonna be a self-sacrifice like someone has to do it and the one volunteered and it was like, okay. Uh, and it was technically a kid. Like, he wasn't a kid, but he was oh. in the body of a kid. Like, it was really, really yeah. hard. Um, yeah. Visceral, yeah. Yeah, it was rough. But we were ready. And, like, tears were shed, by the way. Like, it, like, it, yeah. it was so oh, yeah. emotional. Like any good game. Yes. So here's the moment. And the ritual is going to be cast. And we know it's a ritual. And they technically utilize the same, like, ritual circle that we, that we drew. So we... <laughs> As bystanders to this, I can speak today. <laughs> we're not sure which was being cast. And we're also oh fighting off hordes of demons at the same time, of course. This one, who was my uh, person in the campaign as well, like we were dating in the campaign. That's how we met, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
goes into the middle because realizing like that's like the only option we have he's gonna be the one to do this ritual and i was like oh hell no like this is not happening (laughs) so like three different people like go in and try to like pull him out of there and interrupt the ritual like you're not the one doing this that's not what we decided you the one we agreed on get in there do the ritual he's like okay he does it he does the other ritual the one that <laughs> doesn't breaks, sacrifice himself. Yeah, doesn't sacrifice it, breaks everything. I face like <laughs> I was like, Are you kidding me? After everything that we just oh went my through, God. you changed your mind. Oh boy. Oh, that's amazing. And that was that the end amazing. of that, that campaign. And now oh, we're man. dealing oh with it God. in season two. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love their long lasting repercussions. Oh man. My favorite face pop moment, uh, there's many of them, but we have a certain gnome in our group who just likes to do... I like the way that sounds. Whatever (laughs) he wants. He just makes decisions. He's adorable. Like, I love Wizwick. I love him so much. But, oh oh my god, the amount of times that I have face palmed because of something (laughs) he's done. (laughs) It's just innumerable. My favorite (laughs) one, though, is when... He decided that he was going to, as a manner of escape, jump out a window. And what can go wrong? I, right? Everything. And I <laughs> as don't do. remember if he had Featherfall yet. He did. Or he did. Did he have? Fe- okay, yeah. So, and I don't. So he did, but I didn't. I didn't remember if he did at that time. And he was just like, "I'm going to take the damage because I'm going to go out this window." <laughs> and then oh, our boy. fighter went out the window after him. Was like, "What is happening? <laughs> Why is everybody? There's I, a door out the window." <laughs> there was there, that was that was a lot of fun. Oh my goodness, that's something you don't ever party, let them live down. Clearly, there was a pool to jump into. No, yeah. no. I hope somebody like idea. at some point, though, like later on in the campaign, like every time you walk by a window. You're like, this is not a door. Somebody, somebody, <laughs> hold Wizwick's hand. We're walking by a window. <laughs> shout out, shout out to our buddies at Know Your Role. That's actually something that they do. Yeah. Uh, they have a character that makes it a point to go out through windows. And <laughs> really? So shout out, Know Your Role. Check it out. They are hilarious. I love them. I just started episode. Or I'm in the middle of episode three right now. Nice. So good. Nice. I say, they have a lot for you to catch up on this shit. I think they're at like 20 now. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot to catch up on. I have all of your guys' <laughs> stuff to catch up on. I have From Afar to catch up on. I have the rest of it. I got a lot to do, guys. Get on it, Shannon. Get on it. Now that I went back to work, I'm on like episode four of From Afar, but yeah. I have so many others to catch up you know, on now. The list just keeps Mood. growing. Okay. And especially a lot of people, like, their commute is their podcast time, yeah, and now that everybody's me. working from home. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm people have lost their podcast time. time. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. But excuse me, Shannon, I think you yes. need to uh, go and continue to listen to the podcast. I don't know what you're doing here. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, my list, I'm, I'm sorry. Right, bye. <laughs> On. Please don't go. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not so much a facepalm moment. It's It's more of a a, a and it's it's well okay it's a dm <laughs> face palm moment but it okay, wasn't right, that's in the moment oh, okay okay it was it was I have no idea where fact, you're going with this it, it, <laughs> you, you will you want a second so <laughs> this isn't our stream campaign this is our home campaign mm-hmm. so there was this one part where we're we're traveling through this these snowy mountains and everybody's freezing their butt off and there's this really epic part where we're we're going through this uh, this valley, and in the middle is this like this demon, like this, this with winged chilling, yeah, 
And as you do, as you do, know where you're going with this. And so Sean is intoxicated at this point. So that's the best. His idea of like a boss fight and everything. He had this whole scene built up and stuff like that, but he just he just lost all of it. And because we're we're having so much fun at the table, so much fun. That was one of our in person sessions too, right? Yeah. And and so we were yeah we were just all in the moment we were like playing like this is like Everybody hour was six standing. and <laughs> it was like standing. we were yep. all like wow. so into it yep this boss fight that was supposed to be like super hard ended up being super easy <laughs> yeah we won it and, like what, so, twenty minutes and because Sean kept Sean kept forgetting about like all the abilities that this thing had because he just wasn't he just wasn't in it and then so oh I was just like God. all right well I'm gonna action surge. Attack a couple, couple of times. Uh, that's a crit. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna use my magic weapon you gave me, and yeah, that's 48 damage. Uh, <laughs> and Sean what was just now? like, "All right, you kill it." <laughs> We're like, Wait, what? <laughs> like, "What?" There he goes. <laughs> and so, like the next, oh, the next session, Sean was just like, "Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know what I was doing." Yeah, and like, <laughs> like, 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 like half of that fight. Oh my goodness. It's less of like a like a party like facepalm moment. It's more of a DM. Yeah. Like yeah. oh, like why did I do that? When like, he woke <laughs> up the next day, that's when the facepalm happened. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Done that more than a few times. Yeah. Like I forgot about like a, an ability or spell, and was like, or like I read something wrong. I was like, oh, 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 that's oh. how that works. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The DM yep. facepalm is just like classic. I remember when we started streaming, we started counting how many times we could make Sean facepalm during. Oh, so it's not just me. I don't feel alone anymore. No, no, no. no, We're being nice too. (laughs) You'd be just, you'd you'd be like, ding, for those of you at home. For us, I would be the only one counting because I'm the only one that could see him. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, there you go, guys. There's another one. (laughs) But continue, yeah. I have one. I don't want to spool something for you, though. Spurl. Uh, it'll probably change anyway. So this is... Don't make fun of my accent. <laughs> this is a campaign that I'm currently running th- her through in person that I ran a different a different party take through. Take two of this campaign. Yeah, so take two of this campaign. Really but one bad. of the... Not to spool too much. One of the party members, they ended up being in this mountain. I didn't have any of this prepped either, so I felt bad that all of this happened. But so they ended up being in this mountain. Uh, this one, this one wizard had a lot of different glyphs set up in the mountain, glyphs of warding, to basically make it cave in on them. So there was this epic escape yes, scene, yes. basically chasing rules of them attempting to get out of this mountain while it was all blowing up around them, not tripping over rubble, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they make it to this minecart. And like basically, one of them came up with the idea to use a minecart to get out of the mountain, kind of thing. And this is where all my prep went away because I had, I did not have this planned. So so I don't know if any of Yo. you have played Donkey Kong, like on Super. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, yeah. what I yep. was yep. thinking. This is that's basically <laughs> what it turned into: is these <laughs> six players riding in this minecart, just going up and down like a roller coaster, uh, <laughs> making dex checks to hang on, all that kind of stuff. And at the end. <laughs> I was like, all right, they have to go to the Earth plane eventually. So at the end, they jump off. You watch the first person in the turn, like, keeps going flying because he doesn't have any magic. And so he, like, goes (laughs) flying out of the cart and then 
just disappears like <laughs> into a rock. But he doesn't like splatter and stuff. And I'm telling him, I'm sitting here telling him, I'm like, you just watched him disappear. You guys have already been to the Feywild. He, it looks like he went through a portal. Well, one of the players decides they don't want to. And so they like <laughs> so try to hang on to the back of the cart. And then <laughs> she had this, she had this spoon of digging. So I gave, in that campaign, I gave all my players a random dumb magical item. And when they did the recap for me, so she had the spoon of digging, basically it could dig through anything. And so she decides to jump off the back of the cart, then stick her spoon of digging into the like mine carts support beam and try to stop her fall as she's going down. And so she like crit failed two rolls in a row. And I was like, I was like, I'm sorry, your character's dead. It's a really good face palm when retelling oh it makes somebody else face palm because I yes. just did. Yeah. That's how good it is. Yep. Oh, oh good times. That's, that's and I had really heard that one. story before, so that's not spoiling. Okay. I remember that now. Good. Also, that's a brilliant item idea. Spoon of digging. I love it. I love stupid items. Yeah. You had a really good one. Was it like the. Oh, the frog? Yes. Man. Yes. The frog statue. So there's this frog statue that transports people back in time two seconds, basically. So they go up. They re- basically when you when you touch it. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, they go up, they touch it, like they go to pick it up, yeah. and then they're back looking at. They're like, "Oh, you see a frog statue." Great time loops. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it so much. I think they I spent I think they spent thirty like real life minutes attempting to pick up this frog statue. Until they finally left it alone. Yep. It was so good. Waffles, guys, I have to say it's such a good DM. Alright. <laughs> I love item. it. I love little unique items like that. That is fantastic. Oh, yeah. It might actually be worse than the deck of many things that we have torturing players. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Next question. I'm actually cracking up here. <laughs> what is one class you've never played that you really want to try? That's a good one. Ooh, I really want to try Artificer. Art- Artificer? Artificer? Artificer. Artificer. <laughs> What's Artificer. an Artificer? Tell I me also want to try Artificer. 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 <laughs> well, it's like, it's it said Artifact. So I was like, Artificer. No, no, that doesn't work. That's not how sounds work. Well, I made them sound that way. I Artificer all the time because I think it sounds better. <laughs> Thank I, you. I pronounce Thank it Artificer. You. Thank you, I think girl. it sounds better. It's a custom It doesn't. Now. Yes. <laughs> oh, so Artificer. Artificer. Uh, it's Artificer yeah. now. I am oh, not going to give you shit for that now. <laughs> Good. Eternal. <laughs> not physically, please. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've always just been, like, it's, it sounds like a cool class. It's I've never really played a support class. I've always just been, like, you know, the meaty boy in front. I I don't know. I, I want to play, like, a mage, but more towards support instead of being in the front lines. I'd rather just yeah. be like, hey, like, I'll be a utility guy. Like, what do you guys need? You guys need to pick this lock? All right, I'll make it for you. Just hold on. One. Uh, I, or, I don't know. That plane that. campaign that he's doing for me, I actually play an artificer, and it is my artificer. I'm sorry, 
an artificer. She is feisty. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I have made it my sworn, like, personal duty to oh, anything magical. I have to flavor in some mundane way because, like, that's the whole thing of an artificer. Like, they know magic, but it's not really casting that spell. So, like, I will bend over backwards to make it work. So I hope if you do get to play nice. an artificer, you get to, like, have fun with that because it's great. Like, I cast jump, but I don't actually, like, cast jump. I attach a little, like, springy uh, contraptions to the bottom of their boots yeah. or whatever. Like, I <laughs> make yeah, it That's awesome. Oh, that's, that's so that. cool. You'd be good at that, I, Alex. I got, okay, so related to the whole ar- ar- artificer thing and how you would flavor it, I had an NPC I did with my with my players, and it was a dragonborn. And he was an alchemist. And so all his attacks and things were like that were things that he would throw and break and things would happen. Mostly explosions. But his thing, uh, Thaddeus's thing, is they weren't just explosions. They were explosions that smelled, that smelled nice. So, like, he'd throw a smoke bomb and it would be a smoke bomb, but it smells like raspberries. So you, <laughs> you know? created bath bombs. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> You know, and it was that was his thing. Like Glitter anyone can make a stinky explosion. There's sulfur. It's no a true artist. A true artist can make it a pleasurable experience. So every so I would describe I'm every time he did death, something. Man, it smells nice. <laughs> exactly. Everything I described always had like a different scent, or in some cases, taste because you'd breathe in the smoke, and it'd be like. Mm, mm, I like the flavoring of that. Yeah. Or you know, is that um, vaping and then my, that you created? I'm not sure. My uh, and then my players, whenever, ever since then, they'd be like, "Hey, look!" And they'd lift up like some uh, raspberry lotion and be like, "It's Thaddeus scented." So that that was that was my first one related to to you playing an artificer and flavoring it. I've only played a warlock in one game in one like offline game where I was actually like playing with my friend who's never played before Uh um and I really really liked it so I think I want to explore that class more and because there's a lot of opportunity for RP and that is much yeah that's my favorite Mm -hmm. part of D&D is the RP and the really intense storytelling that comes out of it and there's just so much that can happen with a warlock and their patron and I am a huge fan of tragic backstories so there's just so much potential Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) bring me the And the tears, all of the angst, all of it. Like, like oh I my just, god, I, I feed off those tears. Mm, yep. Yes, yeah, my my girls have been through so much, um, <laughs> but it's just Rip. yes. I really want to explore the 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 warlock class more than I have. Like, I agree. I, with that we've 100%. got a story for her, like because Sean DM'd for me and one of my best friends who'd never played before, so it was just like a kind of a one shot kind of thing. Um, but we came up with this whole story for her. And it's a really cool story. And I was like, I actually want to play her in like a campaign. I so <laughs> I know, I really do want to explore it. And I had just watched the Critical Role episode with Isharnay. Mm. And I was super, super, super inspired by her, by that character. And I was like, all right, I'm bringing her in. And it was just, oh, it was amazing. So long story short, Warlock. That's what I want to go for. <laughs> I need to oh. revise my answer to that now because <laughs> oh? I agree. No, no, no. Because yeah. like... It, if I do, I have never played a warlock either, but if I do, like, I'd want to find a 
creative way to break those same boundaries. Like, there's mm. so much story, even if you just take, like, the basic warlock. Yeah, the, the warlock idea, having a patron mm. and all of that. Like, yeah. I want to do that, but I'm going to wait till I have, like, the right idea to, yeah. like, right. Make, mm. it right concept, make, make it interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we yeah. have Artificer, we have two warlocks, and then we have a wall wizard. So it feels like a lot of people want to do utility things. I, I'm my real answer outside of that is gonna be wizard. Like, would I be ready to play like right now? I've never actually played a wizard. For <laughs> all in all, I'm relatively new to TTRPGs as a whole. Like, yeah, a couple oh, yeah. year, uh, year, two years maybe, maybe. Yeah, that's that. Me too. I've only yeah. been playing for about that long. So I feel so old. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, Chris, it's okay. I've been playing for like. You know, twelve. Let's see. I'm. My dad played D and D when he was in college, so he makes sure I Same. never forget that. Don't get me wrong. And <laughs> I don't. I play D and D five e for the first time that at that point. But I grew up playing Muds, multi-user Dungeons and Dragons, a text-based, old school. That's how I learned to type. Like super oh, wow. fast, faster than anybody in my class. I was like, "Yeah, well, you gotta, you gotta fight." <laughs> but anyway, side checking. Uh, so I, I like started off with my experience with that with like a fighter. I was like, you know what? I don't, I'm not gonna go crazy into like the rules. I'm still learning how to play the game, and we're also like because my best friend from high school and I, we like decided to get into it together. We had a group of friends, but if we wanted to play, one of us would have to DM. So like jumping into it. With that, we're like, we have a lot to learn. I'm going to start with the fighter so I could just hack and slash and like figure out how this role, how this even goes. Starting classes. Yeah. Know, something yeah. martial. No and frills. Yeah. yeah. Start as a wizard. You got to start <laughs> so, as a wizard. So when I finally. Once, once you got there, it's all down. It's all down. It's all down. I think I'm finally Hit ready. The <laughs> but I I uh, wanted to try magic for the first time afterwards, which is when I did my uh, Tiefling Sorcerer, which is in the text-based game. And then, you know, I've done a couple of one-shots and a bunch of other stuff from that point. But, like, a wizard wasn't something that I wasn't going to do for, like, just a one-shot I wanted to really learn. So now that mm-hmm. I know a little bit more about it and, like, all of the really, really cool different subclasses you can go... I want to do a cool wizard of some some, some interesting lore, and then I'll just like not yeah. just a wizard, no a cool wizard. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Yeah. I also can we can we just talk about bards for a second? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> sorry, that's the one thing banned on TTRB. What a segue! <laughs> I'm sorry. This just kept always goes through my mind that you know warlocks they have like you know you make a deal with the devil you know for your powers wizards. You know, lots of books. They read read books. They understand arcane magic. All right, that's understandable. Sure, sure. Sorcerers, they are born with it. All right, sure. Cop out, whatever. Um, <laughs> hey, bards, hey. <laughs> bards are even more of a cop out. <laughs> no, no, I I really like I like sorcerer a lot. <laughs> but bards, like where where does that come from? Where does their magical ability come from? Oh, the power of you. I can explain the roots of it. I can actually yeah. explain okay, the roots right. of it. Same, please, unfortunately. Please. Okay, so back in first edition, to be a bard, you first had to take X levels in fighter, X levels in rogue, and X levels of wizard, and then wow. you'd be considered a bard. Really? Oh, wow. So, and then in second edition, bards were rogues in a wizard, kind of like um, the arcane trickster is. So they would pick up magic over their travels of dungeon diving. 
Then in 3E, they kind of got colleges much like uh, the Wizards did, like Bardic Colleges that taught the power of the Song of Creation was one of the major lore things. So they pulled on that song that was sung at the creation of the war, which is why you see bards are linked to music. So they're they're not it's not like um so much as really like cool. oh they don't they don't know anything it's that they're pulling their magic from the song of creation to some extent. That's Got really it. interesting. Yeah, so more you know. Ding. Yeah, that that's what happens when you get really bored and go down the wiki hole. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It also explained a bit of it in one of the um unearthed arcanas they recently did that had one like the bard or like the song of creation college or something like that. They went a little bit into the lore again. Very cool. Okay. Yes, sorry. I I just that always like bugged me. <laughs> I'm glad that. Your soul like, has been soothed now, Alex. <laughs> it has been answers. You have now. answers, <laughs> but I, I might be. Don't quote me 100 percent on the lore for like three and four, but no, I wrote it all no, down. No, no, no. You're quoting me. Waffles knowledge yeah. check. How do you do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> I agree with everything you said. <laughs> uh, Saint, though, you also need to answer the question. Oh, what is a class that you would like to play? I mean, as a DM, I've technically played them all. Hashtag um, DM. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, from second edition, I literally played everything in the handbook. For fifth, I've played a bard, a cleric, uh, a ranger, a paladin... I think that's it. I would like to play a warlock at some point, but as odd as it sounds, I think the character I want to play the most is a champion fighter. Yeah, I, I don't want to have more <laughs> barbarian. I just Woo! I want to be barbarians are so much fun. Range. I just <laughs> want to turn my brain off for a little bit and just yeah. roll a dice. Just I don't. I don't have to think about spell placement yes. or anything like that or like tactical thinking. You know, I'm just like, yeah. can I walk up to the guy? Yeah. Can I hit him with my axe? Yeah, that's what we're going to do for the next Absolutely. 20 minutes. I Don't ask it. me anything else. <laughs> love it, love it. That's yeah, it's, I, really it's fair, satisfying. actually. Underrated <laughs> and fair. Like, yeah. it's just champion sometimes fun. you can better put get your focus champion on fighter barbarian. something else. That range. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. There is nice. there's a point to, though, like, you know, the amount of time when you're in a fight or something like that, that you're, like, and you're a spellcaster, that you're not as focused on what's actually going on and you're like dealing with your spells because you're like okay well i have to plan what i'm doing and i personally don't have it all memorized so i'm like oh shit this is a bonus action not an action oh wait yeah. uh, uh 30 Vero, feet, okay. can attest <laughs> that i have almost all the party spells memorized mm-hmm. oh yeah waffles uh, we, is definitely we, we don't need, me, at least can do that you know D beyond or yeah. anything like that yeah it's, it's one of those things like because of my dyslexia like growing up and I was learning to play I had to literally sit down for hours and memorize the book wow. yeah well so it kind of trains over like the 5e that I, I can glance at the stuff and I've read it enough times because when I'm balancing my encounters what spells am I choosing and whatnot it's yeah. like oh yeah you have a uh, healing world on your list roll 3d4s third little spell that'll bring back up like I can plan out my players turns nice. for them because I've done it already yeah. <laughs> but you, you put well, a lot of work to get to it, that point yeah you know what I mean sure. So but it probably like fair. cuts down on the time too. Mm-hmm. Just like makes it just so fast. You think? <laughs> no, we talked about oh. <laughs> my memory issues before. So meanwhile, I will read the spell. I'm like, got it. I got pan it. away to the map, and I'm like, what? What did I what? just read? Yeah. <laughs> that's my issue. That's my issue. <laughs> I'm gonna say it actually kind of plays to like learning how to like work in kind of like a um, RPG mindset of like. 
battlefield control and being able to plan your next move while keeping an eye on what's actually going on is something I learned doing like mock battles and like Warhammer and in like large skirmish sec- second edition D and D things and speaks of something that you Patrick mentioned to you is the huge crossover between know your role from afar and the and discount and it is going to be like I'm trying I can't really say much and spoil I much but it is so excited it is huge I'm so excited. Uh, I guess I can let this slip. It is epic level. They're playing 17 little characters. Holy crap. Oh, isn't, <laughs> wasn't that what Nick mentioned? Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, he probably th- did. Oh, He's... when he was on here? Yeah. <laughs> Nick and David are helping me write the script oh. for this, and we're still working so out the players. Cool. That uh, is it so is, exciting. It is crazy so like talking about like needing to memorize things we've actually kind of agreed that the three of us are going to be behind the screen to some extent just to make yeah. sure it runs smoothly because yeah. we've already streaming it or recording it we're recording it we're not streaming that monstrosity <laughs> <laughs> like That's i funny. i have it picked out and it is a multi-level multi-part combat rp encounter at epic levels that involves yeah. tracking ritual levels and yeah probably best to record that yeah <laughs> basically guys this is going to be the marvel avengers kind of mix up of That's this tabletop crew you know between but, ready. Like, speaking yeah. of wanting to play characters from a dm's perspective it's what monsters do i want to play what monsters <laughs> yeah. do i want to throw like what ability and that's kind of like that's my kind of thing like i want to i'm dying to find a way to... in uh, in particular Yes, and unfortunately, saying it spoils the mm-hmm. end of the current discount storyline. Uh-huh. DM me later. Oh, man. I remember <laughs> just uh, telling, I was just saying, you know, like, you know, Chris, you know, we need we need to face a, a dragon because we're, we were in a dungeon, and now we need to face a dragon so that we can officially be Dungeons and Dragons. And he 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 was like, you mean, you know, the dragon in the game that does X, Y, Z. And Pact was like, no, no, zero, no dragons. Because he knows this man. And he knows how he role plays, you know? And, and, and so I'm like, okay, okay, I recant. I recant. We need to face like a dragon baby. A little wormling. A little hatchling. Just so we can be dungeons and dragons. Dungeons and baby dragons. Yeah, baby dragons. Dungeons yeah. and baby dragons. Oh, oh. goodness. Waffles. I you baby dragons. What? I, <laughs> I, I was like, uh, you know, you... <laughs> um, outside of obviously needing to get you out of the GM role at some point, what is something you would like to play? I've played all of them in 5e, unfortunately. I would like to, I've been getting into multi-classing recently and like crazy fun. multi-classing. I got to level five with this guy. Uh, his name, I've talked about him before on the show. His name was Nicholas. I found the DM that I sent her about what the plan was for him. So he was a, he's basically meant to infiltrate higher ups like nobles and be a true assassin. And so I came up with this multi-class. He was going to be. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was <laughs> crazy. It was three levels warlock, three levels rogue. And then, and it's a hexblade warlock and an assassin rogue and oh, then mm-hmm. two levels nice. grave cleric. Yeah. Nice, that is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to get the so, uh, Grave Cleric auto crit uh, during battle as well. Yeah. 
Oh no, it's better than I'm an actually... auto crit. It's vulnerability. Oh so yeah, that's what, that's, quite what it was. that's what it was. So with the assassin's auto take, crit, like... so with the assassin's auto crit, you got the grave cleric's vulnerability. It was the idea. Wow. You were yeah. crazy it strong at level eight. Speaking of that build, my wife in my home campaign is doing that. She is a ninth oh, level wow. assassin, and she's going for a second level of brave domain. So she gets it, and like an idiot, I gave her a sword of speed. So she can just <laughs> she can do it in one round. Oh no! Murder. Murder. Another good multi-class into that is actually uh, Ranger Gloomstalker. Oh, so if you do hilarious. if you do Gloomstalker, you get that additional initiative, and you get yes. like crazy bonuses. Just and you get like the additional damage die. Yep. Um, just from Grim Am- for like Grim Ambusher or something like that, or Master Ambusher, Dread, Dread Ambusher. Yeah, sure. it's, that's that's yeah. the ranger I play in our home campaign, and it is <laughs> awesome. When I remember to do all of it on my first <laughs> turn in combat, why yeah, do you sound like me? Arkanku, oh, oh Ar- Ranger I, is a gloom stalker. All right, oh. shout out to you, Kaka, who forgets what his favorite plane is. Yep. So I literally will like be. We'll go. It'll be the first round of combat, and then two people later, I'm like, fuck, I missed a whole bunch of things. The best it's is when so you're like walking annoying. up and knowing you're going into combat. You're like, I yep. am ready like, to right. do these things, and then yep. combat starts, and it's all out and the window. All out the window. Yep. And yes. I have an index card with all the things I can do, and it does not help. Paste it <laughs> right <Yeah>. here. <laughs> yeah. I see the wolf. I'm gonna ha- hundred bark. Hundred bark. Hundred. You see the wolf. I shoot it. I shoot it. I shoot it. <laughs> shoot. Or, I, I... or if I do cast hunter's mark on it, I never roll my hunter's mark damage. Yeah, yeah, Hunter's Mark is like the most called spell that's the least rolled spell. Like, so yep. many people forget it. Guaranteed. So many. That's Sean so had hard. to make me a little card that he put on his DM screen <laughs> to, that says Hunter's Mark so that I wouldn't forget. It was great. I love it. Well, and even so, you did forget it. I did. <laughs> even though it was like, <laughs> I did. I, at least I'm consistent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The most we obvious some... things. We got some good questions in the chat, so okay. let's try to oh, speed I love through at gimme, least gimme, two gimme, of gimme. these. Favorite blooper while live? Oh my god. Uh, Ooh, I have a good one. The head uh, one. And it, it actually wasn't even on Paradise. It was on um, Ruffians, the, the pirate um, game Sean and I play on Fridays. And so, oh my god, it's kind of like a combination of a blooper and a facepalm. Because we were looking for an NPC named Creek. And we get into this tavern or whatever, and we do perception checks, and my character spots a Kenku who is up on the balcony. I was like, all right, great. I'm going to go and talk to this Kenku because it seems like this is the person we need to talk to. So as I was walking up, I was like, I shouldn't be the one talking to people because Shannon as a person doesn't really know what kind of questions to ask, (laughs) even though my character would. So I go up and I, I go to the Kenku and I introduce myself. And then the DM was like, and he makes this noise. He makes this noise and you can't really tell what it is, but it's like the ship moving or a door opening. You're not really sure what it is. And it took me a good like 10 minutes to be like, you know, I you haven't really told me your name yet. I don't, you don't know what, I don't know what your name is. And like, in that second, I was like, oh. <laughs> Just oh, like, your name is Creek. Got oh, it. Creek. Got it. And I was just, just like, it was so apparent on stream oh, when I was, when it clicked. It was, 
Oh my god, it was it was hilarious because I, I was, was thinking, watching Shannon. I was yeah, <laughs> <laughs> did you figure it out right away? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I was like waiting for the moment because <laughs> I thought that I was. Is... Yeah. <laughs> you can and do it. There it is. I and I thought because I was thinking it was spelled C R E E K, like like the water, and I was just oh. I was waiting. Waiting for that, and that is exactly you know, what I would be. I'm, I'm not gonna yeah, lie. That sounds exactly the kind so of thing. Funny. That's like, what I would have thought too. I don't get it. And oh. then you found yourself up <laughs> a creek. Very clear. <laughs> yes, Bing. exactly what happened. <laughs> and then I played it off all cool when I went back downstairs. It's like, yes, I found them and their name. I remembered it and I got it right away. Yeah. Absolutely, nothing <laughs> happened. Nothing bad happens. Not I roll for insight. <laughs> <laughs> Metagame. That was, that was great. <laughs> Metagame. <laughs> what about you, Alex? Ooh. <laughs> this spot. I, I, you did. Echelon? Uh, oh, yeah. Shush, Shannon. No. I'm, we only said it like bomb. six I times. Owned it. I owned it. You did, but my uh, favorite was when you were just like, did I say it right? Did I say it right? And you still hadn't <laughs> said it right. <laughs> we're talking about Artificer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, hey, you got a I, pattern, dude. <laughs> I mess up words all the time. I feel um, you there. That's yeah, me. Constantly. I just, I, just, I, I can't. I just can't. I just, I'll say things wrong. Story of your life, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally story of my life. Wildlife, facepalm. Um, Single two. <laughs> Single tier, yeah. It's a blooper, Alex. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Listen to the question. We can get I'm back sorry. to you if you need it. It's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm having a really bad brain fart right now. <laughs> Shannon got me really, really self-conscious about the words that come out of my mouth. So, so I just sorry. need a moment I mean, to collect We're lucky. I just need a moment. You know, just, Chris and I, we don't do live. No, no, we don't. <laughs> So we don't have an answer to that one. We're not, we're not live. I think we've been, I think, you know, we've only been live on streams like this, so we don't have. I mean, it could be something that, you know, it was a blooper in at the table that you cut out. Oh, I, yeah, while recording. There's one, I dropped a huge spoiler. Like the players knew it because we'd all kind of talked in advance, but it was not something was heard by the uh, audience. And I just, in a moment like a brain fart <laughs> just casually said it and they're like because they yelled chris to get me and the editor's attention he's like that needs to get cut out now or like i'm like oh, <laughs> <laughs> 404 error <laughs> blue screen of death yeah. oh my goodness Ooh. i will um vero do you have one a different one i can't we're, we're usually not live. I mean, the best one that I can think of off the top of my head right now is this, the example I said earlier where I was just like, oh, we have to take you to our contact. And it's like, you mean, you know, the place oh, yeah, that we're yeah. at right now? <laughs> you know, that's that's the first blooper that I can think of off the top of my head was just me being like, I forgot. If Waffles you know, but it's not much me, of a story. I will drop one from two episodes ago. Kind of. It's a little spoilery. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and I'll try to be relatively vague, but basically there was a one of our characters there's a lot of stuff that happens with the time travel and everything that like our individual characters experience that is not necessarily uh public group knowledge. 
you know, we each like have visions and we each have like stuff that we, we see and different things. So there was a slight mix up into what they thought that we all knew, but really in character, I was being in character like, wait, what are you referring to? Because it's the first time I heard it in character, but they didn't realize that. So there's this heavy moment where it's just like, oh, this person shouldn't see me. Should they, they were there when my head was cut off. And I, and I was like, when was your head cut off? And they were like, oh, it's not important. Never mind. <laughs> we were like, wait, what? This is an intense moment. What are you talking about? Never mind. And... You're just saying things like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to epi- this latest episode that just dropped today, listen yeah. to it because it is non-stop head puns. The name of <laughs> the episode is Let the Good Times Roll, which is my subtle, oh my subtle head pun. Yes! <laughs> I made it. such an effort to make the description for the episode just an obnoxious paragraph of head puns. It is beautiful because we did not let them live it down at all. And so we were like, excuse, we, need to, we need to step out and clear our heads a little bit. <laughs> 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 like, like every second they got oh, so pissed. It. it was hilarious. All I heard for a solid hour was, all right, let's head out. All right, you hit the mill <laughs> on the head. All right. <laughs> it didn't stop. <laughs> like it says, the soul slowly, it's like, for funny the first time, the soul just slowly begins to shrink away to preserve its sanity. Yep. It, by the end of the episode, we were just like yelling at each other, I already made that pun. No, I already said that. We're like, all right, all right, all right we're ending the episode. <laughs> no, I made that pun. I made that pun. It's just, you know, who won the Pungent Master Award? <laughs> It was, it was good. And if I can, <laughs> hold on, I will freaking find this so that I can read to you the beautiful episode description. I'm really oh proud my, of it. <laughs> Goodness. I, look, I have standards and puns are one of them. <laughs> I have standards and puns are one standard. of them. My wife adores puns. She, she uses them endlessly. It's, very, it's very, very punny. The more yeah. you can face palm with them, the better they are, in my opinion. You get along with my wife a little too well. I'm <laughs> All right, guys. I have it. Let the good times roll episode. Session 29. The group tries to wrap their heads around the situation as more information trickles in. <laughs> Unfortunately, they can't make heads or tails of it. After talking oh, in circles for far too long, Mick and Tanigal decide to clear their heads and go out together for a walk. Eventually, everyone regathers and they head out once again to meet with Fern <laughs> and her head honcho. <laughs> So many headphones! <laughs> I will bow. Well done. Is there well a theme done. to this episode? Oh, that's hilarious. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, why? No thing. Why? Yeah, no, How does that... Oh, man. <laughs> they, uh, the player Too thanked much. me for not including head in the title. I was like, well... <laughs> well <laughs> this opportunity. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know if you want Please to thank me for the but... Mm, yeah. <laughs> yep. Alright, that's my favorite. <laughs> Question for each of the groups. If you could have one celebrity on your show, who would it be? Uh, Waffles, are you going to say it or am I going to say well, it? I think, I think yeah, Shannon I'll, would I'll say it. it. Has been brought up in the show, and I actually have a clip with music behind it ready to go <laughs> because of it. But on our first show, From Afar and Know Your Role, we had this two to three minute, like, just compliment session about Sci-fi. Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> and how watching that. yep ever since then I can like 
that's just imagining having yep. him on one of these shows would be yep. amazing. Coincidentally that's and amazing. entirely unplanned, he was again mentioned in episode two. True. And so now it <laughs> is now a beautiful trifecta. Yep. We're yep. ready now to you go. Have to- you have to mention him in every single episode. Act the Rock Johnson. Check us yep. out. <laughs> <laughs> Who's um, next? I mean, I could pick several people who I would like to have on Paradise, but I don't know. It's so I don't hard know who to, to pick. pick. My I would pick Simon Pegg. That's who I <laughs> oh, would pick. Oh, that's. That's a yeah. He's gonna that would be, be brilliant. Fantastic. He's gonna be brilliant. There's yeah. No, that would no be clue fantastic. who that is because yeah. I am horrible at celebrity names. And that like, would be uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it depends the question's structure though. Like, is it about who would right. be like best as a playing D and D with, or who would right. you just love who would to have be on interesting? the show? Who, who would just be Both. like weird? Who would I you think, like? Yeah. My mind went to um, Liam O'Brien because he's my favorite yeah. from Critical Role. I admire him so much and his RP inspires my RP. So I would love to get to play with him someday. But um, Simon Pegg would be fantastic. I, if I, I, out of the Critical Role cast, Laura Bailey is my favorite. And even before I saw Critical Role, I was a fan of her as a voice actor because I'm a huge anime weeaboo and I watched so much. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I always liked her voice and the yeah. character she played in her range. Yeah. So when one of my friends was like, you need to listen to Critical Role, you know, but there was so much to the first campaign yeah. and couldn't find a place to jump in. Yeah. So they, they didn't like really push me to listen to it because there wasn't yeah. a really good jumping point. Yeah. So when they started campaign two, they were like, you don't have an excuse. You yeah. need to listen to Critical Role. You have to start so, from the beginning. That's where I'm, I started. And that. so now that I'm in Critical Role, it's transferred over. I don't know if I like Laura Bailey as a player or if I like her as a player because I was already a fan. Yeah. Right. No, it's well, she's amazing in how she gets she it. She's amazing. I'm ashamed to say that I met Matt Mercer before I ever watched any campaigns of oh, Critical Role. <laughs> Unfortunately, That's awesome. where did he you was, meet him? Um, it was at a con. It was. It's a kind of funny story. It's a sidebar, but um, basically, my friend was a fan of theirs of them as voice actors prior to Critical Role. She listened to Critical Role every once in a while, but wasn't caught up or mm-hmm. anything like that. She was just like, "I love these voice actors. Like, I followed yeah. them since I was like little." So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we we went, and I was more there for her. They had, like, everybody lined up for individual autograph sessions. We had been to their panel, but, like, uh-huh. they had their individual autograph sessions. And mm-hmm. he was... It was weird because, like, nowhere online was there a way to, like, pre-purchase, like, autograph. There was, like, you just gotta go get in line. And then we got mm-hmm. there in line, and it was, like, a battle of, like, you know, who do, who are you gonna stand in line with first or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I kind of become con mom when I'm not, like, <laughs> the, the one standing in I'm line. I like that. So I was there, like keeping people company and like you need me to stand in line like i'll go get snacks here's pretzels whatever <laughs> i love it i um, need a blanket you need a yeah. drink yeah. hold on you let need, me i haven't spot, been to a con bathroom. before so yeah. you need to be there when i go to my first one <laughs> i will i, I will be your either. con mom <laughs> i i like ran off to go like i'm sorry i'll be right back i'm gonna go meet Patrick Rothfuss from Name of the Wind, who's like my favorite freaking author, and then I'll be right back. But basically, we were ready to go for Matt Mercer, and the line was like, well, there's too many people in line, so only those that pre-purchased like a thing, uh, Mm -hmm. we're going to close the line, and only if you have this pass can you like be in this line. We were like, but we didn't even know you could. Like So many people were like 
kind of upset because yeah. nobody was aware sure. that that was even an option. But we we're like, well, what can we do? So they went off to go be in the other in the other lines, and that's when I ran off to go say hello to Patrick Rothfuss, and I was so excited. And I ran back, and I realized the line was like pretty short for Matt Mercer and I was like well there are my friends over there she's like talking to Travis or something so I'm gonna Mm -hmm. go here and I just talked to somebody and I was like is this like still closed like can we do this and they were like actually he went through them a lot faster than we expected so you guys can like you know we're accepting people now they didn't make an announcement so like the people that were around me, I ran to each of them and I was like, you, 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 you come here. Yeah. <laughs> so we went back to Matt and I was there with them and I was like, I don't like have anything for you to sign, but I'll give you a hug. And he was like, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> so he was That's super so sweet. And like, man, he, he gave every single person such like individual attention. It was so nice. And then that. I felt really awkward because after that I was standing like on the other side of the line like right in front of him waiting for my friends so I was like hey just stand here it was sweet he was really oh that's so great total sidebar and not an answer to that question at all (laughs) everybody needs a a con mom like that because you know everybody's so wrapped up with the people that they want to be there for I wouldn't be that way if I was there for, like, someone that I had at... Th- I mean, now it's a total different story. I love them all. But, like, you know, I had an opportunity where it's like, well, this is less important to me personally, so let me, like... <laughs> yeah. But I think Johnny Depp. Ooh. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. who it's gonna be. That's a good one. No, no explanation. <laughs> just gonna be Johnny Depp. <laughs> no, need it. Need one. Need it. No, no need one. <laughs> We got Liam. We got Simon. Simon I almost said Sean. Sorry, Simon Pegg. We have Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Sean works too. We got him too. We have Johnny Depp. Who else, guys? Who else we got? I might have to go with Patrick Stewart. Ooh, good one. I approve. (laughs) I approve with all of Diesel. (laughs) I would just, if he was at the table with me, I'd just, uh, Patrick Stewart, I'd just be like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) <laughs> are we playing a game right now? Want to hang out, Patrick Stewart? Want to grab some so beers? Can talk, be like, just, just monologue for a bit. I feel like if he was here, he would just play with the dog instead of. So let's get all of them and do one giant awesome session. There we go. I'm going to have tag your Twitter handles. Let's go. I refuse to DM. Am I allowed two choices? I'm allowed two choices? Yeah. Alright. But then you have to pick one after. Yeah. So you're allowed to have two choices, but you gotta pick one. Yeah. (laughs) They have to battle to the death. Okay. Peter Lewis of the No Sleep podcast. I love him. I love his voice. His writing is great. And he is in a Dungeons and Dragons podcast called uh, Dark Dice. So I think there is a possibility somehow, some way that maybe I can reach him and, and get in contact because I love his voice. So that would be my, my small, maybe glimmer of chance guess that I would love to do. And then my never going to happen, no, uh, but never. I can dream, is Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> Brandon Sanderson, who has ruined my life 
and he does play uh, tabletop and stuff, and he has a tabletop made of his books. So I'm just saying, I would cool. love to play with Brandon Sanderson. Uh, oh, I hero of my life. I've got this whole shelf like is his books. So a chance to play with Brandon, I, I, I. <laughs> you wouldn't play. You'd be a puddle on the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yep. The session would be mopping you up. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, you, you brought like prestidigitation. <laughs> and the thing is, he would love nothing more than to just be a pile of bush on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you brought books over and you, you were like talking about that. And my brain immediately was like, I was just talking about Patrick Rothfuss and he plays D&D and I didn't say his name. <laughs> <sighs> I, yeah. You mentioning Patrick Rothfuss and how much you liked him made me think of, you know, my favorite author and the there fact that go. he plays. So uh, you inspired my choice. Which reverse inspired me to amend my answer. Uh, amend your choice. <laughs> I mean, can inspired. I have both? <laughs> Is that a thing? Exactly. I asked if I could have two. Someone? You have Is that like a chain inspiration? Not like made reversal? <laughs> we can First make it a thing. Right We're creative people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. I'm just trying to figure out the logic. It's just a, a loop in my brain. It's not a good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Do we have another one? We do. Wait. Did everyone say? Yeah, we have. Yeah. one more. We mentioned in the previous episode, but I would love to hear your guys' opinions on what do you guys feel about the alignment chart? Yes. No. Uh, how do you utilize it personally? Things like that. Be honest. I don't really think about it that much. There's. Other things that I think about when doing character development, alignment isn't uh, isn't one of them. Even though I do think about it in the um, in the terms of like, is my character evil? No, I don't think I've never like created an evil character. But that's pretty much the extent to which I think about it. But I think I want to start incorporating it a little bit more because I think it'll help drive RP. Balance for that. I'm a fan of the alignment system. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good starting point when you're coming up with a character concept, like how they view the world. Yeah. But after that, it really loses a lot of tactile use because if you think about it, even the most lawful, holy, good of characters inevitably does something evil in a campaign. Right. So it's morality. I find that a hundred percent. More ta- uh, morality is too much of a shifting thing in the real world it is correct really locked down it's also very individual like no one is the villain in their own story that is you know so and that is a very creative way to play evil characters shannon you mentioned you haven't i have characters it's fun um, (laughs) the character in that text by post that i was dating he was technically evil but he ran an orphanage it is all, ah. like, in a school for, like, it's all a matter of perspective and about what you deem it. So, I agree. Yeah, that's really interesting. I found it more useful in, like, getting people into the idea of the fantasy world. Like, when someone's like, well, what, what, what's good and evil? It's like, well, here's, like, the, the scale that they give you to kind of reference. Like, chaotic evil is just someone who has no real concerns as evil for the sake of evil essentially they find joy in it there's no reason i want to kick a puppy because kicking a puppy makes me happy that's, that's one interpretation evil. of it but it is yeah, yeah like you're right like the, the scale yeah and that's why i said it's like it's good for like when someone's like when a first time rp or first time 
tabletop player, first time, even like video gamer, having the scale as a reference points of kind of where you want your character to end up is useful. But after that, it, it really loses a lot of utility really quickly, at least in my opinion, especially if you're on the more positive good spectrum as you realize that mm-hmm. a good person would try arresting the villain, not slitting his throat. But slitting his throat is probably the, the most righteous option in this instance because there's you have no way, especially in fantasy worlds, where we don't really, at least me, have a concrete legal system in place. We just have this general framework because we don't want to get into the legal minutiae. We're not here to play D&D. Unless you're Skizix, in which you buy yourself a lawyer book and you start studying <laughs> you know, the That's going to be the of my existence at some point <laughs> in this campaign. It will be. We had a that. lawyer in a previous campaign and ouch. He made he made oh, the mistake of mentioning this vague legal system, and our our player Sean had his character Skizix, you know, find uh, and purchase a law book, and he's studying it. And so you will uh, regret we're that. jokingly saying that he's <laughs> yeah, multi-classing into lawyer. Yep. So um, I'm not gonna like. Part of me has said there, and like I, I should probably actually just reach out to like a legal team and pay them like three grand to write this <laughs> thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's rough because you know we had some similar go down, and it's uh you want to play they what what was it waffles they were a rogue uh, inquisitor rogue that they yeah, flavored as a lawyer I think. investigator like something like that uh so they were a lawyer but to not have exact rules of the place and try to like be in a court system or have like a criminal case whether that's it doesn't have to be a classic court but just having a criminal case and then trying to like win and i it's, it's just a rough place to be <laughs> having yeah. having had to do that a few times just for like rp reasons mm-hmm. it, it is really rough and i mean you need to make the world feel lived in you need that vague like overarching structure but Right. Unless you're really in a campaign that really likes that deep, grindy minutia of trying to tactically outthink you in words using obscure Which, legal text. But then it has to be a it, group like decision. Like Everybody yeah. has to be on board with that. It's hard for one character to be and not the rest. Exactly. Which it's, it's funny because like he has kind of a little bit of a system in, you know, where like you know, magic, you know, what's legal and what isn't. And said character Skizix got given a, a a ticket, a writ, you know, being like, you know, thanks for helping us, but you cast, you know, fire magic, you know. And Sean made a very good point. It's like, I didn't give him my name. They don't know who I am. I, I could just I you know, <laughs> so like it, it it's just funny how, you know, without the minutiae of a system and everything all, you know. But Absolutely. it was still amusing because it was kind of a very lawyerish thing to do. It's like I got a ticket. Well, you don't have my name. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Well, the thing is, like, he was using disguise self, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna change my disguise the next five times now." Mm-hmm. That that yep. person and just ceases to exist. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> yeah, um, and it was one of those things that, like, I was playing it off because we were in this arc. Like, they were on triple shifts. Like, they were just exhausted. They didn't have the time, energy, or resources to really sit down and do it properly. So, just like honor system and no honor. <laughs> all right guys um we have a couple of questions in chat but i'm also trying to pay attention to the to the time holy crap 
time flies when you're having fun. Um, <laughs> really what I would love is I want to get these questions in. So for sure. Is everybody down for a speed round? Yeah. Down. Yeah. Down for a speed round. All right. Do let's it. Do it. Let's just do call it. out one of us to answer, and that way we, we can get yes. it done really quick. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what's the most random thing about you, Alex? Go. I am a cyclist. I road ride. I'm planning on waking up at 4 a.m. tomorrow morning to go for a 30 mile bike ride. Why would Good you do to yourself? Luck. Chris. I used to be a martial artist. I wasn't actually ranked when I was seven. Oh, shit. Nice. Very cool. Uh, Shannon, I'm trying to think of mine at the same time. But. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I, I am a tap dancer. I've been tap dancing for almost 20 years. Ooh, oh, I saw cool. that in your bio. <laughs> I love to dance. Uh, 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 Vera. My favorite animals are ferrets. I love them, and you can get me talking about ferrets for hours, so don't do not do it. I love ferrets. <laughs> Waffles. I was a nuclear engineer in the Navy. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's really cool. Oh, we're just going to keep going right on by to the <laughs> next one. We've got a tap dancer, we've got a martial artist, we've got a cyclist. I like ferrets. <laughs> I have two tattoos, one of which is a tiger on my ribs. Speaking of favorite animals, I have this weird obsession with tigers that has been since I was a little kid, and then I found out That used to be my obsession, and then ferrets took over. I found out afterwards that I was born in Princeton, which has the mascot of a tiger. Anyways. uh, (laughs) Life is funny like that. Yeah. (laughs) All things. Next question. Which snack can you be bribed with? Vero, you start this time. Does drinks count? Because uh, I I have a Coke Cola problem. <laughs> Thank um, you. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, this stream brought to you by <laughs> brought to you by Mark our fixes of D So you can you can, I, I have a Coca Cola problem. So you could probably bribe me with Coca Cola. If not Coca Cola, I can eat my weight in salmon sushi. I love me some salmon. We're very weirdly like the same here. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite animals, sushi, <laughs> authors. Let's go. I'll, I'll DM you later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Changing up the order, waffles. Mm, Keep everyone on their toes. Not huge on snacks. Probably beef jerky because I don't. It's too expensive, so I don't buy it enough. <laughs> I'm saying it's too expensive, so I don't buy it enough. <laughs> That would, the, that would be that would be that probably be the snack I could be bribed with because otherwise I don't really snack. I just she knows like my snack would be like two pieces of pizza or something. Like yeah, I don't fair. snack really. I just eat real food. Okay, okay, Chris. You can't bribe me with food. But if you did, you had the answer ready to go. <laughs> it would be a sixteen ounce porterhouse in garlic butter with thyme. That's pretty good. Ooh. Oh, I can't. Oh. I just want that. Oh, it's not a snack. That's, uh, that's quite. That's quite a snack. Like I don't know how you could afford that. And after your snack, <laughs> what, what are you gonna eat for your dinner? Yeah, like what are you? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> oh, hold on. Like I, I said, like I like snack foods, but they're not something you can bribe me with. Like it's not gonna change my opinion or anything. It's like I'll give you popcorn. I'll give you chips. Yeah, I love those things, but my opinion is not them. changing. That's I will fair. eat them. That's true. So the we're going with food that's gonna bribing. change my mind. A medium rare porterhouse with garlic butter and thigh paired with a sixteen year old whiskey. I will change my mind. Yep. I gotta <laughs> I, I gotta Perfect. redo my answer. Can I write this down for no, the next time uh, I need like a magic item. Be like, so Chris, can I get this magic item? Here is a porterhouse. 
I forgot we were doing drinks. So any beer that I have not had, especially if I can't buy it in the current location that I'm in. Give him his craft beers. Absolutely. Nice. (laughs) Regular regular M&M's? Yes, regular Ready to go. No, not peanut M&M's. My husband is deathly allergic to those, so we don't eat those. Um, (laughs) But I do like the dark chocolate M&M's, but these are my favorites. Shannon, I was very excited when you came up, and that was the one thing that was on the table. I was like... I am like the Hallmark <laughs> table's mom. I always bring snacks and I always bring M&M's. <laughs> yeah. uh, always. Alex, have I, have I asked you for this question yet? I'm already lost. It's okay. So. No, mine's just candy. I love candy. Bribe <laughs> me with candy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I eat a lot of candy. People at work, <laughs> yes, I'm a grown adult. Like if they want me to get for me to do something for them even though it's like out of my scope or whatever they're like they're supposed to do it they're like Alex can you do this for me I'm like I got, I got some starbursts <laughs> so, I was like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. What, what do you want me to do that conversation <laughs> like, sounds like a drug deal I belong here don't I <laughs> Finally, I'm not the only one. It's like, I need, I need my candy. I need a candy. Gotta fix. Come on, you have to have the candy. Don't you have the candy? (laughs) That's a hundred percent like gonna be in the clips at some point. I swear. We we do not endorse. (laughs) We do not endorse. (laughs) Just say no. (laughs) The dare program. uh, I don't. I don't see any of us saying no to the things that we just spoke about. Very quick. Yes. So. God, I don't, I'm more of a savory person than a sweets person, personally. Like, I like my dark chocolate, but give me that salmon sushi. <laughs> like, please. I'm, I'm just yeah. a foodie, period. So, honestly, just feed me. Yeah. <laughs> please. I don't eat pork otherwise. <laughs> give her that salmon sashimi. I mean, the sushi is 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 definitely my choice if it's like a food question. Yeah, if it wasn't a snack question, snack. I would be I would be number three on that on that list of sushi. I, I just put I just put the first food that came to mind, you know. So I, I mean, I know, but I mean, carobs. sushi could be a snack if you're a very lucky person. Carobs because they're so freaking hard to get here, and if they're, I'm in Israel in season for it, we. No one's watching this, right? Smuggle in shit tons of carrots into the country. <laughs> it's illegal. Don't be me. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, no, like, so good. <laughs> and they're healthy for you too. We just pick them from the trees in Jerusalem, which is the best. What are they? Carrots. I cannot. Yeah, it's so later. hard to explain. <laughs> I'll send pictures. All right, all right. Cool. Speed time. Once again, I'll DM that. you later. <laughs> What would your dream campaign or one shot be? Ooh, I got a good answer to this one. Do it. You want to go first? Start. So I've always wanted to run, and my my best bud who plays with Shannon and I, a Lovecraftian style campaign, but very similar to is a game called Bloodborne, part of the Soul series, and is very very dark and horror like, mm-hmm. and it's just I, I love have the, art the world. Nice. I just absolutely love it. I just love the world, even though it's very gruesome. I just think yeah. it's very, very cool. And that I would love awesome. to either play or run a campaign like that. So, Shannon, yep. go. Um, I don't know enough about other 
systems or other TTRPGs? Just like a world, like a world you'd love to be in or Hogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Potter. I would love to do a Harry Potter. One step. We're friends. Do we just become best friends? Oh my god. Best friends. <laughs> Begins preparing the Hogwarts D and D game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good luck, waffles. Yeah. <laughs> It'll It'll just be me test. and Shannon sitting there in like full Hogwarts gear, ready to go. I have my, my, I have my wand. Right I have here. my robe. Right. I have my Gryffindor tie. Right I, here. Not over my head. Are right you now, I, uh, no, I'm a Hufflepuff. Oh, I I'm pretend Griffin. I'm a Griffin. You cannot see that. With my... It's fine. It's fine. Yes, Harry Potter. Love it. Sorry. Yep. We are really good at the speed run, guys. Uh... Oh, good. Yep. <laughs> Waffles. I'm going to give the cliche answer. Uh, currently, the one that we're in, time has passed only because I'm doing something that I never do. And all of my worlds are pure sandbox. They can make any decision they want. And I'll just, I'm a reactive DM, like oh, cool. always. Uh, but. Cool. At the end of the day, I I don't have the end itself planned out, but I have the direction that it's going afterwards. And man, oh man, I'm like I'm so ready. Awesome. I am excited. I will and just I add her. that in this world, like none of us know what the fuck is going on, and it's really problematic for us as a live stream because we will go forever on end trying to theorize like what is possibly like. In character, too. We're like, well, what, what, what's the solution to this puzzle? We have to do all this stuff. Like, what's going on? And we're like, an hour later, like, guys, can we can we do something? <laughs> but it's a good campaign. Moving on. Chris. <laughs> Cliche answer, the one I'm in. Um, I've always wanted to run my own brew. But if I had to pick a one-shot that I'm excited to play in the future, it is definitely the crossover with Know Your Role and From Afar. Yeah, I am super excited for that to roll out. We're also going to be having one of the members of Green Mountain Mysteries run us through a uh, mini-series next month that's going to be private for us, just so we can uh, have some fun. So I'm looking forward to actually being a player, too. On our Patreon. Absolutely. Yeah, so it'd be nice to play for once, but DMing the one I'm in, it's a story I want to tell, then dying to tell, and then the one-shot, which... I hope is as epic as it is in the way we've written it. So, well, every hype that I'm hearing has us excited. I'm going in the order that's on my screen right now, so I'll go. And I will say, system-wise, oh my god, do I want a campaign in the Fate system with Waffles running it? <laughs> Just because we've talked about it so much, and like, it would be, I think, really exciting to play in that type of RPG. But in terms of everything else, I want a collab campaign with all of the awesome people that we've been meeting throughout TTRPG Talks and everything else like honestly it's hype <laughs> I said it I said it last time last episode and it's gonna be hard to me, for me to try to wrap my head around it but I could just imagine like running a large group like an 8 to 10 person group and just trying to fit as many collab people like giving DMs a chance to play Cycling. Like, I, I want awesome. to do it. Like, I mean, uh, that could be a lot of fun. I've done groups that large before. That's what I'm saying. So uh, that would be really definitely doable. Podcast idea thing. where <laughs> yep. yeah, reach out DMs, DMs later. We'll players yeah. do something. Take the DM from all these different podcasts. <laughs> we, we should do that. We should take like the DM. That would we be should fun. do a DM session. That would be a really yeah. cool like event. Where you we heard go it here on TTRPG Talks first. Yep. But yeah, I think it was amazing. It's a good uh, idea. Yeah, just no, gather the different DMs from all these games and let them be the players. That'd be cool. Um, I will also say really quick, not to plug this show, but 
we are very flexible in the format of what this show is. We want to bring, like, the point of it is to bring the community together. So right now we're only on episode three, so we're getting all sorts of different people on in that sense. But if we get a chance to do something creative or as we go on and we do, like, a DMs-only episode or, like, a players-only episode or a women's one or something like that, like... We're very open to anything like that, and that includes maybe making it into like one shots and things like that. So it's it's gonna cool. evolve. Shout out! Like give that. me a call. I'm down. I'm gonna say the the DD crew loves just doing new and interesting things. So if you ever want something, Hatch is our front man. Message him, message the discount account, and we will figure it out on our end for it to make it work. Yeah. And if you guys uh, are just jumping no headlong groups. into these yeah. crossovers, these groups, <laughs> it's going. I mean, at the beginning right of today's really episode. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, hey, people, I need more games. I mean, I flat out said it at the beginning <laughs> yeah, of the episode. True. So. Absolutely true. Vero, you haven't answered the question yet, though. Sorry, I totally sidebarred. <laughs> she, she mentioned it earlier, so she didn't That's get to answer true. it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, for the podcast dream later. game would be to actually play with Brandon Sanderson, but I am desperate to play a Mistborn game. But the problem is, not a lot of people have read Sanderson, and I can't de- it because a i want to play it and b this is a very social game there's a lot of politics and, and i'm not very good at writing that I'm, i'd love to play it but as a writer as a dm i don't think i would be able to execute it well so i really 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 want to play a misborn game but i can't find mm-hmm. a gm and enough other people who've read misborn to play it with me so i'm just kind of like I, they uh, exist somewhere in the in the multiverse that is Twitter. They are yeah. out there. I just feel so media. awesome, right? Waffles sent me a DM, and I don't know if he meant this to be public or not, but I'm freaking gonna say care. it. He screenshotted us on the homepage of Twitch, where this show is right beside Critical Role. No way! Super yeah. exciting. Awesome. That's so cool! That is amazing. That's that really makes cool. me so happy. Like, I just was like, <laughs> I saw it, I was like, oh my god. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, goodness. I love the DTRPG right. community so freaking much. It is insanely supportive. It is not it is. what anyone on the DT crew was expecting. Like, we had joked, we'd be lucky to hit, like, 100 by the end of the year. Right? And yep. yesterday, we passed 1,400. Woo! Yeah, nice. We have Shout a question, out. but yeah. I want to also freaking... I'm gonna yeah, remind yeah, yeah. me remind me to get back to that because that's gonna be my last question before we wrap things up. But okay. one last question. Question. What's a system? Oh wait, I answered that one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yep. What's a system no, you that, want to that try? That's the question. You're right. Yep. You're uh, right. That you haven't yet outside the traditional D and D or Pathfinder systems. My brain confused them. That was my previous answer. So you're gonna skip me, and we're gonna go straight to Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> um, my answer still counts too. <laughs> ever sure. since I watched Talison's Call of Cthulhu one shot, mm. I have wanted to try Call of Cthulhu just because I just think that would be fantastic. Yeah. Bear, you answered, so we're going to go to Chris. I want to try Call of Cthulhu again. I ran it once. Oh, I actually want to play it. And I want to desperately try uh, Deadlands. Nice. Alex. So, a system that I. It's completely out of my comfort zone. I like rigid systems that are. Same systems, um, <laughs> but, uh, and and I think D and D five E is one of the best TTRPG systems that's been fully developed. But one of the ones that I do want to try, it's almost entirely RP. I think it is our entirely RP is Hillfolk, the Hillfolk system. It has a lot of crazy integration for um, improv, 
of individuals. And I just think it, it would be a great system to practice RP with your, your friends and such. So it, it completely out of my comfort zone, but I, I, I'm very interested in it, the idea Absolutely. of it. Waffles. Deadlands, for sure. Mixing oh, let's hook RP and <laughs> mixing RP and cards and taking shots and poker chips and yeah, uh, give me that. Yeah, yeah. 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 right now was? Uh, or a player yeah. and a GM. Yeah. So yeah, DM okay. each other later. Yes, as is the other theme of tonight. I'll DM you later. <laughs> this has been so freaking fun, and I feel so like I could keep fun. talking forever. But yep. I don't know where to be. We're getting there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Some of us I've are getting up at four o'clock for a bike ride tomorrow. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> so, final little wrap-up that I want to hear from everybody. What is something that you guys are proud of with your anything? Like, like this podcast or this stream that you're, whatever you're working on right now, what is something that you are just proud to have accomplished because we want to end on a positive note. That's a great question. <laughs> no, then, uh, I guess I'll start. I'm actually proud of just doing it. I'm normally a person that's an individual puts himself out there. I'm very much, I have my friends. I have my friends for life. I don't need anything else. So part of my New Year's resolutions were to get in shape, like always, which I haven't done, and make a podcast put something actually out there and I have, my friends have, we've done here, here. great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd, if you had asked me this while I was out on my honeymoon in Scotland, I would have said, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm just proud that we, we tried it. We did it. Yeah. And I mean, it seems like we've been fairly successful. That just might you be ego, but I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. go for it. Yeah. This is the time to yeah. boast. Post your numbers, post about everything. Go for say, it. We, we thought we were going to give up after a few episodes. We have 10 drops next week. We have four more in a queue, in and we're recording wall. more. We have people interested in the insanity that is the world I've created. We have a Patreon with actual subscribers that is paying for our pod beans, so it's not coming out of our pocket anymore, which is a huge <laughs> thing. Cool. So shout out to our patrons. You know who you are. So there's just so much that I'm thankful for and impressed that we did. And just being invited out to a show like this is just volumes and it's great meeting people and just talking because it's not something I really get to do much anymore. It's it's up being, from here. I would like, yeah. listen, we are making connections in the community that are only going to bring everybody up. So yeah. sky's the limit. Yeah. Just because Discount Dungeon, Bureau, you want to add anything to that? I guess the first thing that came to my mind when you were like, hey, what's something you're proud of? Moving cross country and living with this amazing woman that that just blows my mind. I'm living my, my best life and I am the living example of the it gets better movement. Because I've been in some some really bad places, and so to have gone through that and come here and moved across country to be with this wonderful person and to make friends with all these wonderful people, I am just proud of me. Good Lovely. job. This is how you do it, right? I like, can I give <laughs> snaps? <laughs> so it doesn't break the uh, audio. <laughs> uh, no, but that is absolutely amazing, and. 
you doing that is part of Discount Dungeons now and part of what is growing and is amazing. So really good job. Good job, me. Yeah. <laughs> Paradise. Alex, um, did you want to go first? I'm really proud of just, to be honest, like, I mean, I haven't really been too much out there. I've just been very busy with my personal life. So I have not been too engaged with the community, unfortunately, except for like in the Discord server, which honestly, like, as the more I engage with everybody in the community, like having this today, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like, why am I doing this? but I just, I get so worked up and like, since, since I have to, I'm just like proud of like everything that led up to be here. Like I'm, a, I'm proud to have Shannon and everybody else from Paradise just to get together to do something like this. I'm proud of Shannon for, for taking over everything and talking to everybody to even connect us with everybody, all these wonderful people. And yeah, I'm proud of Sean for just being a killer DM and like just putting in so much time and effort into that. And, and Tim being his exuberant, ridiculous self. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. I'm just proud of everybody. Heck yeah. Uh, I, that I, is yeah. valid as heck. <laughs> yeah. So like, yep. <laughs> everything. Everything. Love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to piggyback off of that. I am so proud of our paradise crew. Like we just, from the moment we just we got together and we just had clicked. the first we like, did it was instant it was and instant had, yeah yeah i can tell that between the two of you just from like the <laughs> no i'm serious like from the get go you yeah. guys jumped on the call from before it was like <laughs> this is an awesome dynamic <laughs> yeah yep. and like alex and i knew each other from before but even that group like clicked and yeah. it's just just a mark of you know how awesome everybody at our tables are and it's been so wonderful like Alex said to make connections with everybody in the community and I'm just I'm so proud of everything that we've done so far and I love I just I don't I love my paradise crew and I love getting to play with you guys every Monday and just growing growing our 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 brand like we have a new logo like this is so cool (laughs) yeah we're doing it yeah (laughs) No, that is amazing. Waffles, you know I'm not a numbers person or anything like that, so I'm going to let you start with this. Mm-hmm. Not that you have to All say right. numbers. <laughs> no, for sure. So, like, I'm a huge analytics person. That's where I got, like, all my Navy experience was in trend analysis for the nuclear stuff. But Captivate recently released an analytic that tells you your unique listeners, and that is a very hard one for podcasters to come by so like i can sit here and say we have 1500 downloads a lot and i'm super super proud of that but i don't know if someone has 1499 phones you know (laughs) 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 but they're uh, really quick for how many months of doing the podcast we started this oh yeah three and a half right now wow yeah that is amazing Uh, amazing. and then today they released this analytic and all time, we have 257 unique listeners, wow. which made me really oh, proud exciting. because yeah. I had no idea anyone listened to us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Other than that, I'm actually very proud of the just podcasting, streaming, TTRBG community. Like we came in as a nobody in Twitter and have been accepted. And now we run the show and try to get everyone to see how great the community is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I agree with 
sense. Which I think so. you're doing a fabulous job. Yes, yes. you are. Thank you. Absolutely. I love love things like this that bring just yes. yeah. people together. And it's not, I mean, there's the coordination part of it, but it runs itself. Like, every single, like, we've had just positive experiences. Like, people we bring on, we're like, hey, you want to join? Hey, you want to join? Heck yeah, awesome. And then <laughs> this is the dynamic. Like, look at this. Like, we just talked yeah. for two and a half hours with yeah. just having fun. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, yeah. Why wouldn't we want to talk to people that it. share a exactly. deep, resounding yeah. passion for the same yeah. things we do? Like, exactly. sure, yeah. it's a game, but it's so much more. So it's much so more. social. More. It and is a collaborative... Yeah. Experience. Like, sure, you're telling a story and it, the service is that's that simple, but you're also problem solving, you're negotiating, you're looking. A lot of people use characters to look at their own flaws or their own interests you in a grow new way. You a person, a hundred percent. I mean, it is a it's a deep form of improv acting. It's a way to come to terms with emotions you don't necessarily want to speak out loud. And you get so, to like, like pick people that you know in your life to start like trying to explore perhaps like a different mm-hmm. perspective or something. It's so much fun. Yeah, I'm proud of the show being what it is. Like it's more successful than I ever imagined, even in the sense of just the conversations that we have. Screw the numbers, screw everything else. Like it has been really, really fun and fulfilling for me to have these conversations with like minded individuals. It has been so much fun. I'm really proud of Waffles, <laughs> as cheesy <laughs> as it is, um, of us too, but like, he, without his, like, perseverance and like, I'm a, uh, emotional investment person, like, I'm like, mm. get into the swing of things, like, yeah, let's do this, but he has the dedication. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, if I'm in a bad mood or something like that, and I don't feel like it, he's the one that's like, we need to do this because we need, like, this is the, this is what you gotta do. So, he's... he's I the, respect uh, that. Yeah. It's, I'm a very emotional-driven person, yeah. too. Yeah, too. so I definitely can do it without him. My my famous non-emotional line to her is, um, like, you can't start a business and then just quit three months in and expect <laughs> it to be good. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean, like, that helps keep me going. not at all. <laughs> I mean, it no, is no. analytical, but it, it is, is it true. It is analytical, like... but it's true, and he, he definitely brings that to the table in an amazing way. No, I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for having this opportunity. I'm grateful for everything. And likewise, I moved across the world on a freaking whim because mm-hmm. I met somebody that liked to play D&D with me, and it's worked out from there. So, I mean, is there any pure form of love? <laughs> that is, that's no. a great question. I, yeah. I can only imagine say, uh, like the jo- like that's what D and D has brought to me so far. Excited to see what else it brings into my life. Yep. I mean, to speak to that, me and my wife, we talk D and D kind of often. She's in more groups than I am now. Yeah. So it, it's a great way of bringing friends and exploring and, and building relationships. Like last night after our episodes that we keep teasing. She was glaring at me a little bit like, I feel so betrayed by my husband. <laughs> I I will leave it to kind of like just wrap it all up together. Um, TTRPGs, I won't even just say D&D or Pathfinder, like TTRPGs and this collaborative storytelling brings people together and we are grateful to be a part of it and a part of this community. So thank you guys very, very much for jumping on and talking with us for, for as long as us. you guys have. Yes, Appreciate I hope you guys it. come yeah. back hearts. on as Love many times to. as you guys want. 
if you only have one push to talking. <laughs> Here, hey, to all all you people screen. out there, just kind of send a head out and be like, hey, we want to talk to that person again. Invite yeah. them back. No, I mean, hit us up. Our Twitter is at WafflesMaple. If you have groups that you want on this show or people you want to talk to, let us know. We want to extend our reach. You know, we follow people on Twitter, but there's so much more out there. So let us know who you want yes. to see. And we do our best to bring more interesting communities together. And we'll start doing theme things and whatever else we got to do to make this interesting <laughs> and new and I want to say, we have interesting and new down, so we won't have to worry there. (laughs) Oh, and thank you to everybody that tuned in and put questions in the chat and everything. Yes, thank you. Super interactive. So fun hanging out with you. You. Yeah, on that note. Do you want to say my little piece real quick? Yes, of course. If you guys enjoyed the show, go find Discount Dungeons, Paradise RPG. Follow them at Twitter. They're great people. Subscribe to their podcast. It helps them out, and you'll eventually have time to listen to them. Other than that, I say this is what I say a lot. Right now, we're going through all this COVID mess. We don't want subscribers right now. We don't want any donations unless you just absolutely have the money and want to support us. Just all we ask is support someone good, like you can donate it to a charity or something, and just go, like, if you're going to give us $5, go tell five friends. That's what we're asking right now. That's the easy way to help us and help the everyone in this. to spread the word. Um, there is some things that if word you want to support that uh, is free. I mean, we talk about not subscribing on Twitch, but subscribing to podcasts is free and keeps you up to tabs about, you know, what, what we're doing. Uh, leaving reviews helps get the word out as well as telling friends. So all of that. As well stuff. as just make us super happy. Yeah. Yes. Because, yeah. like, Numbers are, are 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 great, but yeah, talk to us. Like, see we want that feedback. feedback. We want that. We want that sweet, sweet affirmation. Honestly, sweet, sweet. one of our favorite reviews is a three star because it's an honest like. This is where you guys are great, but this is where you guys can improve. We won't get better without that. So please tell exactly. us exactly. Like, I I'd rather get five sincere's. I hate the way UDM change this <laughs> than five. Yeah positive reviews to just say must listen give me we're grateful for everything don't get me wrong we're grateful for the time that you take to like of your day to leave us a review that in of itself is awesome on that note show us your kind hearts we love you bye Bye. i love that